BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome to the Cozy Cryptid. I'm your host Tanner. With me is my co-host. Hey guys, it's Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? How are you doing this week? I'm all right. And you? Doing wonderful. I'm here snuggled up with you. <laughs> so this week we're uh, doing Kalima. All right. Well, this is actually take two on Kalima. Yeah, the audio came out like terrible. <laughs> So hopefully you're listening to the this version now. But Klima, right here, got Bridge of Moans, Black uh, Eyed Children, Black Eyed Children, story about volcano. That was a weird one. And there's more UFOs. Yeah, the UFO sightings. That was happening in both Kalima and the U.S. around the same time. So, with less than a million people, nearly two thousand one hundred and seventy-three square miles of territory, the state of Kalima is one of Mexico's small states by area and population. It is located on the Pacific coast in its small land area, has a remarkably diverse terrain from high mountains, tropical jungles sandy beaches like many states in mexico Kalima is rich in history and folklore join us as we explore the legends and paranormal happenings of mexico's states small state Kalima. <coughs> is that the what the first update 
first one is called the bridge of moans a town of kamala in the years 1909 in 1910 workers built a bridge over the san juan river they called the new road leading to the bridge Calle progreso in honor of the 100th anniversary of the mexican war of independence the construction of the bridge was the most exciting thing the town had seen in years many townsfolk went to the construction site to observe the bridge being built and the workers soon became Concerned that a curious child might suffer an accident. So the parents in the, in the town began costing their children to stay away. When strong warnings were not enough, some parents began circulating rumors that the bridge builders were taking children and mixing them in with the building materials to make the bridge. That kept away most of the little ones, except for one young boy who ventured to the site and from behind a wall low wall watched some of the workers mixing cement there's an old local tradition to blend a little bit of chicken's blood in with the mixture for good luck and when the little boy who was watching the cement mixing saw a little bit of red liquid added to the mixture he assumed it was the blood of a child he ran back to his neighborhood and told his friends soon most of the town of Kamala believe that some of the local kids who had gone missing ended up in the bridge as part of the finished project. There are lines of writing on the bridge, a few sentences dedicated it and people in the town who could not read assumed for many years that the letters spelled out the children who were sacrificed to give the town a span across the Rio San Juan. So strong was the belief in the story of the dead children the bridge was named the bridge of moans because the pacifier swore they heard the tormented cries of the kids who were mixed in with the motor it's terrifying yeah no thank you i would not want to watch scorpion air or bridge like that ah! i'm past the bridge ah! oh that's not moans those are screams oh, oh. <laughs> The first before we get to that was here from gonna hear from our sponsors after this quick break. Hello, everybody. I just wanted to tell you about Snazzer. Started by five college kids in January 2021, they tended to start a small e-commerce store to finance their noble cause to help out a few nonprofit organizations called One Tree Planet, Go For You, Helps Fights Deforestation, Tries to Save Nature, and Its Wildlife. Playing one tree for each product sold all over the world with the help of different organizations. With international shipping, 24-7 support I promise that every product sold equals one tree planet Snazzer is giving cozy cryptid listeners a deal by going to the link in the description and using the code cozy caps at checkout you'll save 35% off today at snazzerx.com one more time if you were not paying attention save 35% off 
with code word cozy caps at s n a z z e r x dot com snazzer aspire to inspire Shit ain't cheap. <laughs> Shit ain't free to do, people. You enjoy doing this. I do, but I want to make it show better for you guys. That comes with time and practice. Alright, so what's this one? Why the Kalima volcano erupts so much? Alright. There exists an ancient legend in Kalima regarding why the volcano erupts so often. It's in the far northern, uh, northeastern part of the modern state of Kalima. On the border with Jakutsk is one of North America's most active volcanoes. It's called the Volcano de Kalima or Volcano, uh, Volcano de Fuyo. Sorry for pronouncing this and murdering it uh, by the locals. It's part of a small volcano complex, which also includes Navarro de Colima and exploded extinct volcano called um, El Catoro. The main Colima volcano has had major eruptions in 1576, 1611, 1808, 1811, 1818, and then most recently 1930. Since the Spanish arrived in the area in the early 1500s, the volcano has erupted some 40 times. The locals have an interesting theory as to why the mountain is so angry, and it weaves mystery with history. When the Spanish arrived to what is now the northern area of the state of Colima, they found an Indish group called the Tecos, ruling over most of the region. A few decades before, the Tecos defeated the mighty Turkestan, something along those lines, empire, which had tried to establish itself in the area since the mid-1400s. Uh, the Tecos civilization has mostly been forgotten by serious researchers and armchair archaeologists alike. But early Spanish visitors to the Teco Kingdom be- described a beautiful, uh, described a very bountiful land full of healthy and happy people. This is most likely due to the rich soils of the nearby volcanoes giving them abundant crop yields, combined with a political structure in the kingdom that allowed trade with neighboring in groups like the Aztecs and the Tarkans. At the time the Spanish arrived in the 1520s, the man who ruled the Tecos kingdom from the capital city of Chanel, who was named Clean Man. The name of the state. The volcano and the modern day capital city 
of the state comes from the name of the Tecos King. The king lived in a magnificent palace of the central plaza of Chanel. I think that's how you say it. Near the city's main pyramid. When word reached Cleveland about what had happened to the Aztecs at the hands of the Spanish, they prepared for the worst but ultimately unwanted to coexist peacefully with these strange newcomers. Tecos battled with the Spanish twice. They won the first battle, but lost the second, and King Cleveland did not want to suffer the same fate as the Aztecs. The Wild King sent some of his top advisors to meet the Spanish halfway. The Tecos and the Spanish made peace, and the Europeans agreed to let the Tecos keep their political structure intact as long as Cleveland accepted the King of Spain as his lord and agreed that all subjects in his kingdom would give up the old gods and convert to Christianity. Clemen did what he had to to avoid the disaster that befell Aztecs. Things worked for a few years, but the Spanish stationed in the Tecos capital of Chamel became jealous, jealous of the natives for their high standards of living and relative independence. The Spanish ha um, began harassing members of the Teco nobility, at which point King Kalim applied to the Spanish um, advisory in Mexico City. The situation deteriorated and the Spanish military surrounded King Kalim's palace, cutting off all local food and water to the royal household. Shush. The people in the capital city of Shamel loved their king and an expiring insured. An uprising ensured. More Spanish troops were sent to the Tecos kingdom. One night during the uprising, the king, along with a few maidens and warriors, assigned to the palace to escape and fled to the Kalim volcano, never to be seen again. According to the legend, whenever a descendant of the Tecos royal family is mistreated, the volcano erupts. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's a really cool story. I wonder if it was actually true. Well, no, not really. No, I know. It's more about like the lava flow and the earth. Yeah, I know. The volcanoes are basically zits on the earth. Oh. All right, what's the next story we got? Next story is going to be the Black Eyed Children. Of Mexico, and we're gonna hear more about that in just a minute. In just a minute. Hello, listeners. This week's episode is brought to you by support from Sofin, based out of Texas. Sofin brings stunning pieces of jewelry to over 20,000 customers and growing for both men and women. Check them out at Sofin.express and Instagram. Today, they wish to give our listeners a deal. By using the code COSYCRYPTIDPOD, you'll save 30% off any item at Sofin. Once again, use the code word COSYCRYPTIDPOD at checkout at Sofin Express. That's S-O-P-H-I-N dot E. X-P-R-E-S-S -S to save 30% off any item at checkout 
at Sofint. Alrighty, we are back. Welcome back to Cozy Cryptid. Hey guys. Let's get on to the next story. Next story about black eyed children. Mexico's ideas and black eyed children. You're a little too over enthusiastic. A little too yeah. enthusiastically talking about black eyed children. Let's get started. Maria. Tega Gonzalez opened her door after hearing in, uh, insistent. insistent knocking. Thank you. Uh, her home was located in the modest Plena El Bosque neighborhood of Tijuana, the larger city of the Mexican state of Baja, California, right across the border from San Diego. It was a late afternoon in March 2016. And Maria was getting ready to start dinner, as she always did at the time. The two children on her doorstep were about 10 years old, a boy and a girl. Heads slightly downward, they were wearing what appeared to be handmade clothing. From what Maria could tell, the children had very pale skin and very even features. Even though they spoke perfect Spanish, she knew these kids were not from her neighborhood. Maria thought to call her three children to the door for about the same age as the two stated before her, but something told her not to. She asked if they were lost and where were their parents? The two strange children replied with their original request for water and permission to enter the house. Maria asked them again if they were lost. The girl, the two repeated, no, we want to come in. Maria was at a loss as to what to do. It was when she grabbed her phone to call her husband that the two children finally looked up. What Maria saw filled her with terror. After making eye contact with them, she screamed while instinctively <coughs> slamming <coughs> the door. The two children had solid black eyes, something Maria had never experienced before. The sight of them had so disturbed this Mexican housewife that she couldn't speak of it for days. Maria was not the uh, Maria's was not the only sighting of what had been termed black-eyed children in Tijuana that year. In fact, the same sort of thing had been happening throughout Mexico, from northern. Baja to the uh, Yucatan since about the year 2002. Damn, that was so long ago. Initial reports of what has been termed black-eyed children or black-eyed kids have been popping up since the mid-1990s. It seems like the phenomenon started in the United States and in the United Kingdom and has spread to other parts of the world. The scenario is rather similar wherever it is experienced. One to three elementary school aged children will show up at the potential victim's door, lost, hungry, needing to use the phone or the bathroom. They tend to speak in a monotone voice. It could be a boy or girl or combinations of boys and girls who show up. They never they are never occupied by adults or animals of any kind. 
These mysterious visitors never physically force themselves into a home, but always ask permission to enter. They always knock, even if there is a doorbell. Their primary objective, it seems, is to get into the house. It's unknown what they do if they are granted entry because they have never been or ports across Mexico or throughout the world of anyone letting them in. It's actually not true. I've heard stories of people letting them in and they're like having tea and stuff and they see like their eyes and this gets like this overwhelming feeling of like danger and fear. And to run the fuck out. Like when you like a predator looks at you. You run for your life and hide. Run, you run for, don't run from like a predator. What are you gonna do? Sit there and let them eat you? No, because you run and it it activates your like their hunting instincts and they chase you. Okay, so are you gonna sit there and let them eat you? What other thing are you gonna do? Hide? They smell of fear. I mean, you don't run from animal like predators. Too. Bad idea. You're, gonna, you're not gonna outrun a bear or a tiger or a wolf. No, but you can run to a tree and climb up it and not die. There's the country. Okay. True. But you're semi safer. Okay, it's my turn. Uh, I'll do this paragraph. They're pale skinned and their hair color may vary from. They vary, but their facial structures are always even. Their complexions flawless. Damn, I'm jealous. Their features are Caucasian, never appear in the forms of other races. Often, these strange kids are wearing handmade clothing or clothes from another time period. They initiate their contact looking down or looking away. When they first make eye contact, the person they are facing is often filled with a tense feeling of horror. This appearance is accompanied by a potential, by potent malevolence. The eyes of these children are completely black with not a single silver of white or color from the people. Soon after revealing their black eyes, the kids usually disappear, leaving no trace that they were there. The phenomenon seems to have spread slowly out of the U.S. and England and now can be found in other parts of the world. In Mexico, the children have been called Laminos con Ochos Completamente Negros. Not sure if I said that right. Probably didn't. Um, Sometime Mexican paranormal researchers use the term Los Becs, a Spanish twist of the English abbreviation for black eyed children, BEK. In early March of 2015, in the opposite end of the Mexican Republic from Tijuana, a split of sightings of Los Becs occurred in Marabrin, the centuries old capital of the state of Yucatan. According to an article found in Milanino Novo. Das. The sightings began with two appearances of children in different areas in the city in the Mexico and Axabrava neighborhoods. In each case, the mysterious kids appeared on the doorsteps of private homes asking for water and they can come in the house. The children in both cases 
with the standard black eye kids description cause great distress in those who experience them. On Sunday, March 7th, two separate incidents involving the children occurred in Morita's Zolan Cemetery. Juana Juana Zolas left the graveyard with her three daughters, leaving flowers at the tomb of a relative who had recently passed. A small boy with ojos de negros, or I think it's Spanish for black eyes, approached them asking for water. When they turned around, the boy had disappeared. Later that day, a man identified as Pedro, both for Pedro. Saw two children fitting the appropriate description in the same cemetery. He had no interaction with them and they vanished as quickly as they appeared. There are dozens of theories as to what the black eyed children actually are. As this phenomenon has cropped up and spread in the mid 1990s, some allege that it is an early version of what is called creepypasta. The word creepypasta comes from a combination of two words creepy and copypasta. The latter term first coined on 4chan to denote a doubtful story that is copied and pasted all over the internet. So one of the biggest theories about black eyed children alleges that it's just an urban legend has gone wild because of the internet. Urban legends aside, there have been many real people who have actually claimed to have seen these kids. An online article say that in one year in Mexico alone, there were two signs in Tijuana, four, son, four signs in Monterey, Three signs in the state of Tamaulipas, Tamaulipas, Lipas, eleven signs in the state of Sonora. If you were to believe these kid people who have come face to face with these mysterious beings, what could they be? Are they physical or something more paranormal like ghosts? Are they interdimensional beings? If they are really flesh and blood children, what explains their appearance, their actions, and their motives? Some claim that the Los Becks are alien-human hybrids sent to Earth to mingle with humans. Their awkward mannerisms may indicate beings that are not entirely familiar with human civilizations. Are they normal human children, possibly kidnapped, subjected to some sort of medical experiment or mind control? That theory would not explain the informality in skin color and features. However, also, the total blackening of the eyes would not allow light to enter the eye and would thus make vision impossible. Are they related to the alien race better known as the greys with the big eyes and pale skin? The black eyed kids vaguely resemble the legendary race of spindly, big headed, ashen skinned, nefarious abductors. However, their sightings are not connected with UFOs or anything else, it seems. Most of the black-eyed children sightings happen randomly to random people. As the phenomenon has been studied intensely in the past few years, researchers have been looking for patterns but have been unable to find any. Many believe that the children represent a type of psychic vampire and that they inspire fear in those who see them and somehow inspiring fear is their nourishment. There is similar similarities between the black-eyed kids and the vampire legends is wait hold on nourishment how's is it okay is there some kind of i don't be, know how's that work how do you get i don't know how am i supposed to know how that works 
I'm not a black eyed kid. Alright, now um, there's a similarity Where's between the black. So um. Shush. That's the calories. I'm kind of scared. Is that that's calories? I love you, but let's finish. Um, there is an even. There is a. Oh my god, now you made me lose where I was thinking. Okay, there is um a similarity between the black-eyed kids and the vampire legends in that the kids ask to be let into the house and seem like they can't do anything without an invitation. The ease which, with which the children appear or disappear, combined with the terror they strike in the people they come close to victimize, have led to... I've led some to believe that the black-eyed kids are demons or manifestations of cult rituals. There is even a theory floating around the internet stating that the black-eyed kids are in the product of a CAA experiment gone wrong. According to the story, during the Cold War, the CIA wanted to weaponize the cult and recite a Catholic priest from Nebraska to summon demons to be used by military intelligence against America's enemies abroad. As with many genie out of the bottle stories, the demons could not be controlled, and so they slowly spread around the earth. This would serve to explain why the mysterious children started showing up first in the United States in the 1990s, and then in Mexico about 10 years later. Whoa. That's crazy. So what do you think of those? Both are far-fetched. I think they're demons. I think they're aliens, dude. There's no physical evidence of the visitations of the black eyed kids. And one has never been caught for questioning or study. All that we have are eyewitness accounts, rumors, and stories of stories in a friend of a friend sort of a way. The growth of the of this phenomenon seems to have been going hand in hand with the growth of their internet. No theories or claims of legends would have been any comfort to a woman identified as Valeria, who had an encounter with a black-eyed child back in February of 2012. A resident of a small town in the Mexican state of Colima, Valeria looked very tired one day after spending hours in class and the rest of her day at a part-time job at a factory. In the early evening, she heard a knock on her door, a very persistent knock. She opened her door to see standing over her a boy of about four or five years old looking down and muttering her words mama 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 Valeria asked the child questions was he lost or were his parents taking the boy's caretakers must have been somewhere close Valeria took the boy by the hand and started to walk away from the house toward the road she was surprised how cold the boy's hand was. But it was February, and they were higher up in elevation, and it was cold at the time of day. About After about eight steps, the child let go of Valeria's hand and looked at her with completely black eyes. Her eyes met his. Valeria let out a scream and started to run. The kid ran in another direction it took her days to full to full to feel normal again never saw a child again after that 
there are dozens of stories like this coming from Mexico and the rest of the world. Whether or not this phenomenon is real, what's some piece of advice to all who may cross paths with the black eyed children? Don't let them in. Yeah, I would not want to do that. Oh. What if it's like. No. What if it would look like somebody you knew? No. What was me? What if it looked like me? I know the real you. You know the real me? Yes. Get back. We'll get back to the show here after a minute. Take a quick moment for our sponsors to say something. Alrighty. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm here to tell you about makemystep.com. Makemystep.com is a business started to bring streamer gear to people. You have a bunch of cool, like desktop decorations and phone cases, and PS4 skins, wall decorations. You have accessories like RGB stuff and mouse stuff and LED strips much cool cool stuff for your room your streamer the brand they uh, help support charity for Children cancer treatment centers. Twenty percent of their all the revenue every month goes towards helping that cause. You can also show them some support by going to the referral link in the description and using the code word "get cozy" at checkout. That is get cozy code word get cozy at checkout for ten percent off your order. At makemysetup.com or and click the referral link. Use the referral link down in, in the episode description. Help support the podcast. Help support makemysetup.com. Help support child cancer treatment centers. Once again, get cozy. 10% off your order at makemysetup.com. Get cool gear. Get for your stream, for your room. Hammer set off. Get cozy. Co word. Check it out. Welcome back. To cozy Cryptid. I've been your host, Tanner. And here with me is my co host, Amanda. And a kitten. My fiance. She's my fiance as well. I want to thank you for listening and help, help support the podcast by help by supporting our sponsors and checking out everything and going to get some merch mer- merchandise. We got shirts, fanny packs, masks, water bottles, sweatshirts, coffee cups. You name it, we probably have it. And if we don't have it, Just- let us know in the comments and we may make it. Yeah. You got some cool art you want to, your artist, 
hit me up. Your art or some merch. I would definitely love to uh, work with some artists. Yeah, and get some new creative ideas out there. Definitely. You also save some money and get some twenty-five percent off discount with code word cozy at checkout. I like the word cozy. Me too. I like it too. Good job, butterfly. It makes you warm. Cozy cryptid. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Check out the website at cozycryptid.com. Want to be a guest? Let me know. Usually free on Sundays because work is stupid. Doesn't let me only work three days a week and get paid over fifty hours off. Anyway, we hope Every- you guys have a great week. Stay safe and tune in to the next episode. Yep. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.